Yes. Episode number three. We're back. You better send me free, cause I'm hot, I'm young, I'm wild and free, a little bit better than I used to be, cause I'm alive. Yes, we are alive. Uh, I bet some people thought we weren't alive, because... <laughs> we took a sabbatical. Yeah. To catch everybody up on what's going on, Rump Chat, episode three, with me, Justin Rumford, and with me always... Hambone. Hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all. Josh Hambone Hilton. You know what the funny thing is about this? A lot of people don't know you. I mean, they, they know that you're a sound guy. Yeah. But they, they've they never really talked to you. They just see you behind your computer. Yeah. Uh, at the rodeos. And so I've Melting had, faces. I've had so many people like text me or uh, send me messages like, that handbone's funny. We never knew that. Well, like, well um, I'm pretty sure you owe me about three of your gold buckles for the humor. What you all need to understand is um, when Rump and I work together... Um, I actually have access to his ear. He has an in-ear monitor to which I can talk to him directly. He cannot talk back to me, but I can talk to him. So a lot of his comedy comes from me. Does it or does it not? Well, so yeah. I think at least three gold buckles are mine. But here's the sure. thing. In comedy or, you know, like with stand-up comedians or whatever, Saturday Night Live, they have writers. Yeah, so even the best comedians have somebody nope. in their ear, nope. so shut your mouth, well, man, and I'll fight you right here. <laughs> well, I, I, I like it. Well, one, we have the same type of personality, so it meshes. I couldn't do that with a lot of other guys because they just kind of, we don't have the same sense of humor. So, yeah. but, And there's stuff that I see that you don't. Yeah. And it works out or, because it's betterment for the show, which is better for the committee, which is better for all of us. It's better for Rodeo. You see how that works, people? Uh, all right. Ponies and lollipops and rainbows. Oh, it's Jesus. better for everybody. <laughs> no, but we're back. We're here in Rodeo Town, USA. Sydney, Iowa, the hometown. Sydney, the hometown of the Hilton boys. They're like the Duke boys of Fremont County. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we've been gone for a while because here's the deal. I didn't think this was going to take off, but thank you guys for listening because, wow. Wow. It is, we have gotten a, such a response and, um, you know, there is actually more than seven people listening, yeah. which is outstanding. And somebody actually got a bumper, uh, somebody, Scott Fry from Abbeville got yes. a bumper sticker with my face on it <laughs> and it says, it's the tits. <laughs> So, yeah. so we appreciate that. Uh, he's sending that to us, so that's pretty awesome. So shout out to Scott Fry. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, friend. Yeah. So um, that's the tits. It was the tits, and the Fourth of July was good. We got through that. We talked about the Fourth. The only thing that was terrible. Well, it wasn't terrible, but it was pretty terrible for me. But um, after Prescott, Arizona got over on Sunday. Ashley and the kids and I. Had a 955-mile drive to Estes Park, Colorado. Ooh. And yeah, my poor kids, thing. My kids travel really well, and they did good. I stopped at one of those Taco Bell KFC combo stores and got some soft tacos, and they were polluted with the poison of food. <laughs> so Ashley had to drive to Estes Park because... I had the old poop and toots for about the final seven hours of the trip. 
God, I hate we that love sound. That one. That's a sound effect. That is not me. So, yeah, there's no flusher on the side of. <laughs> We're actually I-25. recording from the bathroom right now. <laughs> yeah, you you've never you you've never lived until you've tried to poop on the side of the road on I-25 in the mountains. Like, <laughs> no, I have haven't you ever done, done that? that. No, I just just muscle it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Muscle it up. Yeah. When you have food poison, your muscles are not strong enough. <laughs> well, and especially yours, because we all yeah, know about your the, bent gait. Let's not talk about that. But you know what? Actually, let's talk just a little bit. A lot of people didn't realize um, my bullfighting injury. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, I've even had people go, you fought bulls? I'm like, yeah, I wasn't always chubby. There was a time when I was like, I don't know. I was... You were athletic. I am athletic you, still. You, you you know what? You actually are. And I have said that. For yeah. a three hundred and six pound man. Three hundred. I'm under I'm under three right now. I've lost fourteen pounds this summer. Probably. I haven't checked. <laughs> Next time I go to a truck stop, I'm gonna pay the quarter <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah, you're gonna have to go out to the cat scales. <laughs> you you're a cat. So anyway, well congratulations. But what I'm saying is you are athletic. You can kick your foot up, you know, to the top of a six rail. Fence, yeah. I've seen it done. Part of your comedy. And, uh, yeah, anyways. I used to kind of be able to do a back handspring before the accident. Well, you'll get back to it. Yeah. You'll get back to it. All right. Tell us. Talk to us. Well, um, when I was after Prescott and Estes Park, uh, got to go back to my hometowner, Pretty Prairie, Kansas. Yes. And decided Hot. not to stay at the arena. And uh, because here's why. I've noticed lately, when you're camped out in an arena, a lot of people don't realize this. So, like, for an announcer or a clown or a sound guy, when you're parked at the arena, there's a lot of people around. One thing I have learned as of late um, with my three kids, with my triplets, Livy, Lola, and Bandy, they're pretty good on their own. But, like, other people that have kids will come to your camper Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, oh, the Rumfords have their kids, so here's some more kids. And the next thing you know, like, there's kids I don't even know, right? Like, yeah. playing in the toy room in my camper. I'm like, what in the world? So we decided to stay at old Bronk Rumford's house. And because it's only like 20, 20 minutes from the arena. Yeah. And so, um, what a great time. And my dad's so good. At, well, my mom too. But <laughs> my mom yeah. listened to this. Hey, sorry. Hey, Mom. But, no, uh, they did so good. Like, they're just, they're great grandparents, and my kids love them so much. And my dad is a a cool dude. Like, he's a, he's like your dad. They're all American dads. They, they are blue jean wearing, whitey tidy having. Oh, yeah. Watch the news and fall asleep in the recliner dads. (laughs) Like, they're the Western dads, right? Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know. I don't know if you can really compare any other dad with the old Bronco. Well, because if if people we're going to have Bronc at some point in time on 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 the show, because you guys it, it's probably going to be about three part series of Rump and Bronc. And if you saw that uh, Rump Chat Instagram post of the um, the face app picture oh, where yeah. it makes everybody old, you are your dad's son yeah. no doubt about it no dna testing needed and to hear you guys talk it's still you people are like yep that's that's bronx son well that even bronx son even like when i turned 21 my dad wanted to take me out for a beer and so <laughs> like i never had one i mean 20 when i turned 21 was my first beer um 
So he takes me to this bar. And We've great- already talked about that on the last show. No. About drinking uh, oh, in yeah. high school. I'm, that's what I meant. Which we do not condone, nope. people. We don't. We made mistakes. So my dad takes me to this bar. They were fun. And, and while I'm in the bathroom, he tells the waitress that I was his younger brother. <laughs> and the waitress comes back. She's like, oh, my God, I can tell you guys are brothers. I'm like, what? Ty's here? She's like, no, your older brother right over there, Bronco. I'm like, that's my dad. She's like, whatever. But like, as good as Bronco has been uh, as a dad, he's also sold me out quite a bit. <laughs> like, I was thinking about that because uh, somebody at Pretty Pretty is like, oh, Justin, your dad is just a, an amazing dude. I'm like, he, well, he he can be. So <laughs> he has moments. Yeah. So when I was in high school, um, I hated, I hated high school. Like, I liked hanging out but like going to class and teachers and all that that wasn't really my thing and fairfield was great i mean it was fun it was out in a field literally but so one day i actually went to the payphone you remember payphones yes so i went out to the payphone i called the office and i said could you release justin rumford uh from school he's needed at home uh to help get cattle in well that's an pretty normal call fairfield so uh i go back i sent in class and we get a deal and they're like hey uh justin you need to come to the office i'm like okay what's up they're like hey your dad called you need to go home he's got some cattle out of my all right cool so i go home and you know hang out dad's like what are you doing here i'm like i got out early no big deal so two weeks later we're at a basketball game and the principal comes up and he's like hey bro don't you get them cattle in that justin had to get out of school for Dad's like, I never called the school. And I'm like, standing there, I'm like, damn, hey, just go with it. He's like, no, I, I never called. And the principal said, you did, because somebody called here and and told Justin he needs to go home. Dad said, well, it wasn't me. And they look at me, I'm like, I never said, I never said I was Bronk Rumford on the phone. I just said Justin Rumford needs to be released. <laughs> and I got, and Dad didn't even try to help me out on that. Just sold me down so, the river. Well, would that make does that make him a bad father for or a good father? Because oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because uh, in my opinion, that makes him a good father because he's saying, "Hey, no, this but, isn't you, you did wrong, and you will be punished for it." But did I do wrong? I never said I was anybody else. When I called the office from the payphone. I said, Justin Rumford needs to be released. I didn't say, hey, this is Bronk Rumford, so I did not lie so, about this is who a, I this was. This is the thing about our friend here, folks. You really have to pay attention to the exact words that this <laughs> crummy bastard <laughs> says crummy. because he does it. I'm a realist. He'll have an act. He threw me on the bus last night, last night's perf. He did a mom boot scramble, and the, <laughs> the lady who won, he says... Well, first off, when he gets everybody, all the all the moms to come down in the arena, he says, "You can win five hundred dollars. Who wants to go for five hundred dollars?" Right now, don't let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. I'm sitting. So, here. I mean, the arena here comes 50, 60 moms. Well, <laughs> by the end of it, it's okay. Your name's in a drawing for a chance to win. Five hundred dollars. No, you're not saying it right. Up to five hundred dollars. <laughs> That's you can it, win. It, it, so it gets worse as he goes. I and I said, Hambone will donate up to five hundred dollars for the winner. To which a guy, buddy of mine that I, I went to high school with, 
he, he gets pulls me to the side. He goes, hey, I went to Roger, Roger Mooney's announcing. He goes, I asked Roger what, what or if y'all going to draw that Saturday night or what. My sister-in-law won it. Ooh. So what are you going to do? I said, go talk to Rump. No, this is your deal. Don't put Mm-mm. this on me. Mm-mm. Okay, you know Says what? Justin Rumford, Rodeo you, Clown, you, apt. You need to see how good your dad is. Ask Vince if you can borrow five <laughs> up to $500. I don't think I've ever borrowed. I think the... I, I borrowed twenty bucks from my dad one time. I always went to my mom. Well, your mom is here, and uh, maybe. <laughs> but you know the way I said it, up to five hundred dollars, you could you could pay two dollars because up to is one one dollar to five hundred. Yeah, but here's the thing: you have zero expense into that act. I know. You don't have a car. You're not. You don't have an airplane that breaks collarbones. Can you put? You're not blowing up a grill. You're not. Blowing up a hat. You're not doing all the, you know, Can, no old school clown. You don't have any yeah. expense in pyrotechnics. You have zero expense. But it is But you can't even put a $100 bill into an act. I'm not the one that guaranteed the money, Hambone. You did. <laughs> I spoke Liar. on your behalf. Anyhow. People were getting off on it. What I'm saying is be careful with J.R. Rump's words because most of it, is crap. But no, but back to the school thing. That's why I don't feel bad because in this day and age, and even back in the 90s, you have to be careful what you say. You ha- you like, there's a thing I learned in school called loopholes. You know what that is? A loophole is like, you know what a loophole is. It's like, sorry, I was coughing. Yeah. When yeah, you find yes, something yes. out that, it's a loophole. It's a way around something. Yes, I do know You know, what like is. when you go to a public pool and it says don't pee in the pool, it doesn't say crap about peeing beside the pool. You know, that's a loophole. You're so Welcome to our pool. Freaking no, crummy. Welcome to our ool. Notice there's no pee in it. Let's keep it that way. Hey. It's one of my favorites. But anyhow, <laughs> Ron Crumford. Wow, we really digress, time, y'all. The second this... time he, he kind of left me high and dry was the first time that I got arrested. He left me high and dry pretty bad then. If you had a dollar for every time you've been arrested, how many dollars would you have? That'd be uh, $7. <laughs> However. <laughs> and you've been arrested seven times. Yeah, but here's the deal. And this is truth. I've never been arrested by a police officer that wasn't laughing. <laughs> really? Every time I've been arrested, they're like, Grump, man, sorry, we're going to have to cuff you. You know? <laughs> but it's, I mean, I've obviously grown up. I. <laughs> I would party in the county jail. You have partied in the county jail. Uh, actually have. So, so tell us about the first time uh, you got arrested. I want to go through these. Yeah. So in high school, Cody McGee, who uh, yep. is the 100 X helmets. helmets. He's, he's a big dude. And um, the next time we say that. Uh, Cody, it's going to cost you $500 sponsorship. So yeah, anyway. it's gonna, up to $500 in up sponsorship. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cody comes down. I'm, you know, He lived in uh, western Missouri, and I was in Abbeville, so I was like, hey, come to Abbeville this weekend. No one's home. It's just me, and like, just, just hang out and cruise around. And Not like we ever picked up a lot of chicks, me and Cody, but um, we both ended up with hot wives somehow. Don't know how that happened. but So, Cody borrows a cougar. Uh, remember those those like a what was a Mercury Cougar mm-hmm. like a nice it was like teal loaded so he borrows it from his friend 
and drives at Tabbyville. And if you remember from the last podcast when I was talking about my Yamaha motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Broken down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we decided we're going to ride this motor. Well, not together. <laughs> And popping a wheelie with <laughs> that would be great. It wasn't a dually motorcycle, 600 plus pounds of <laughs> men. Well, we were both quite a bit smaller back then, but so Cody has never rode a dirt bike ever, and so I'm coaching him up on how to ride this dirt bike. He gets on the dirt bike and whiskey throttles it into the side of this car, like Ouch. cranks back on the accelerator. And I mean, by Felicia, smokes this Mercury Cougar. And we're like, uh-oh. So, um, Cody comes up with this idea. I I may have played a part in this idea. Do not <laughs> pin this all on Cody McGee. Because we've already established how crummy you okay, are. Okay, I came up with this idea. I said, let's go into Hutchison, Kansas to Dillon's. That's the grocery store. Yeah. Let's go to Dillon's and we'll park the car. We'll go inside and buy some things. And when we come out, we'll call the police and say that somebody backed into our car while we were inside. And that way, you know, it was someone else's fault. So we wouldn't get in trouble for, you know, wrecking a borrowed car. And so we go in there. We walk out the parking lot. Oh, man, someone hit our car. So (laughs) we call the Hutchison Police Department. And the guy came out and he looks at it. And, you know, he's we're sticking to our story at this point. So he calls his supervisor to come look at this car. So when the supervisor gets there, another cop that just happened to be driving by sees the other two cars. So here's three police cars in the parking lot of Dillon's with me and Cody. And so uh, I told Cody, I'm like, we got to stick to our story here, bud. Like, <laughs> and they're like, are you, are you sure, you know, this is what happened? I'm like, yeah, you know, we were inside. And so... Then they did the old put us in separate cop car tricks. Uh. And Cody's starting to freak out, and so am I, because my mom and dad are gone, and I'm in the back of a police car. And Cody has a conscience? Yeah. And you don't? Well, no, I did back then. The police officer goes to the cop car, which Cody's in, and talks to Cody for 30 minutes, right? And I'm, I'm in a different cop car. And then he comes over to me, and he goes, All right, Justin. Cody told us what really happened. Why don't you tell your side of the story? I'm like, Cody cracked? Trapped I'm like, okay, you. so here's what happened. Trapped we were on a motorcycle you. and blah, 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 blah. Here's the kicker. Cody stuck to the story. He, they, they tricked me <laughs> into admitting what really happened. So we get out of the car and we're getting handcuffed. And, <laughs> and the guy's laughing because I'm like, I'm sorry. And he's like, you can't do that here, bud. It's too late. So while I'm bent over the front of this police car in Hutchinson, Kansas, my grandmother Davison pulls in. <laughs> Not my grandma Rumford. My grandma Rumford's thug. Grandma Davison, I mean, she's dead now, but she she wouldn't even go into a restaurant that served beer. Like, Yeah, they're pretty straight-laced. She was very straight-laced. Uh, she didn't, like, she wouldn't go into an Applebee's because it said bar and grill on the side. And there's my sweet little old grandmother pulling in in her Buick. And there's her sweet grandchild, who's never done any wrong, getting handcuffed (laughs) on the front of a Ford Caprice. What happened? Did she come out and and try and... No. No, she kept driving. She ran ran away. She drove over the corner so she could cry and pray to Jesus. 
for what? me, for my soul. And that's when she first realized that you're a piece of shit. No, I I was not. You know, that's the thing. Like, we had to, with this deal, so I called my dad, and um, I was like, hey, uh, I know you're probably busy, but uh, you remember when I used to not be in jail? <laughs> like, I'm at the Reno County uh, Juvenile Detention Center, so if you could, you know, make arrangements to uh, come get me. He's like, well, what'd you do? I told him the story, and he's just laughing. <laughs> like, he's laughing his ass off. He says, you two dipshits tried to do that? I'm like, yep. And he goes, well, good luck. And he hangs the phone up. <laughs> just hangs Father of the year, I love it. There. Uh, the worst As part, he should have. The worst part was, so... I, I wasn't a bad kid. I never got into trouble. Like, I wasn't trying to be shady. I was just trying to get this car paid for um, that we wrecked. And so you were committing insurance fraud. I didn't know that at the time. But you but, knew it was wrong. Um, No, I did not know it was wrong. Beca- well, I mean, it's wrong in theory, but <laughs> like you pay, you pay insurance for a reason. And... Just because someone is in a wreck and then says that they were in a different wreck, it still was a wreck, was it not? There's no way around it. You're not going to talk yourself out of the, it. The worst part was, so I had to go, like, we just did a little, like, a couple days in the old detention center. But the they sent in these, like, uh, psychologists. They're like, hi, Justin, how are you? I'm like, uh, pretty good. I'm like, can I go home? Uh they're like, are you upset with your family? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm very upset. Dad goes, just left me here. She goes, are you mad at your dad? I'm like, yeah, that's some buck. I called him to come get me, and he laughed and hung the phone up. She's like, are you angry? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty pissed. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then that didn't help because then like other psychologists wanted to talk to me. I'm like, look, I'm not crazy, and I'm not like upset at the world. I just wish my dad would come bail me out of jail for the love of God. You know, but he did it, and that wasn't the only time. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 can't, I can't disagree with his because there was one thing. Uh, by the time, I'm, I'm the youngest of four. So by the time I came around, my parents were just like, look. Whatever. If you get put in jail, if you do something to get thrown in jail, do not call us because we're not coming to get you. So that was, I mean, that was the gist of it. So I, I can relate Although I, in those days, uh, I, knock on wood, never went to jail as well, a child. Fast forward, Unlike you. Fast forward to 2005. We have the college rodeo, and I can say this because we don't have the college rodeo there anymore, but <laughs> Rumford Rodeo Company had the college rodeo in River Falls, Wisconsin. You don't have any rodeos anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's I can say that without any backlash. So... Uh, we had we put on the uh, little rodeo at the Kansas State Fair, and it got over Thursday, and then uh, River Falls was Friday, Saturday, at, or just Friday and Saturday. So we sent all the stock. So my dad and I and Jordan Holland and the, uh, this little Mormon kid, Rock Chardine that I found in a parking lot at Cody, um, we all go up there and we overnight it. So we pull into River Falls on Friday, and. It was pretty cool because the football homecoming was at 1. The rodeo was at 7.30 on that 
like Saturday. So, I mean, it was a party and yeah. Friday night. I mean, it was so much fun. Well, so we pull into town. I tell my dad, I'm like, just go ahead and drop me off this bar and I'm going to have some drinks. And then I'll meet you guys back at the hotel about six thirty or seven. We'll go out the arena. He's like, all right, cool. So he drops me off on Friday. We drove from Hutchison to river falls, Wisconsin. Jeez. Not close. No, I go in there and I must've been a hell of a contract. Uh, yeah, not not for me. <laughs> I don't even know what I was doing. I think I was just hanging out. I wasn't picking up or <laughs> being crummy. Just just right. continue on, please. So I go into this little bar called Shady Ladies, and uh, just like this is back when I, when I was drinking beer, and uh, everybody is in there having so much fun, and I'm just trying to drink like seventy five beers in three hours. You know, you remember yeah. those days. Which is like beer, <laughs> you know. It's every night here in Sydney for yeah. me. So, Still trying it. So I drank all this beer and I looked at my clock or clock, my watch, and it was seven o'clock. I'm like, crap! The rodeo starts at eight. I'm like, you know, I didn't have a cell. F- we had cell phones back then, but they I had a little paying the bill issue, and so, I, <laughs> so I had to borrow mm. a mm. Um, a phone from Mike Greenleaf and. Call my dad and he's like, "Yeah, just meet me back, you know, meet me back at the hotel." And so I start walking down the sidewalk, and there's a cop uh, in a car on the street with his lights on behind me, and I'm on the sidewalk, so I'm like trying to wave him around, you know. Like he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "Pretty good." He's like, "Why don't you pull it on over?" I'm like, "I'm walking." Uh, He said, "Get over." Oh, okay. So I'm standing there on the sidewalk, and he gets out, and he's like, where are you headed? I'm like, oh, just up here to the Hampton Inn. Uh, he's like, here for the rodeo? I'm like, yep. Uh, he's like, pretty big weekend, isn't it? And I'm like, yes, sir. And he said, you been drinking? I said, I have. And I said, I, I care about a lot of things. And so instead of driving to the Hampton Inn, I'm walking. Because I thought what he'd say is, good job. Why don't you just be going on your way? So he said, how many beers have you had? And, uh, you know, I was just trying to be silly and smart. And I go, well, one too many, I guess. And he goes, yeah, that's what I thought. Why don't you uh, step on over here? I'm like, uh-oh. So he gave me a breathalyzer. Ooh. Yeah, on the sidewalk. And then <laughs> See, I I got arrested for public intox. See, cops like that are douchebags. Well, I mean, they're just doing Why? Job. No, no, they're not. You're walking. You're not driving. Now, if you're driving, that's a different story. You were walking. You weren't hurting anybody. You weren't hurting anything. Yeah. So, so what are you supposed to do? Well, no. So, well, not I do drink know. at the bar all day. Not go anywhere. Yeah. And not not rock and roll. I guess. So they take me in, and on homecoming weekend with the rodeo in River Falls, they have a policy: if you get picked up for public intox, you can pay five hundred dollars and get out. Or you can stay till Sunday at one, and they'll let you out for free because you served your time. So I get locked up at eight o'clock on Friday. <laughs> I've been in River Falls for a total of four and a half hours from the drive. So I call Brown Crumford, and he goes, "Where are you?" I said, "Look, they arrested me for public intox, and I need you to come <laughs> bail me out." He goes, "How much is it to get you out?" I said, five hundred dollars." He goes, well, what if I don't have $500? I said, well, then I have to stay here till Sunday at 1, then they'll let me out for free. He goes, all right, well, see you Sunday. (laughs) Hangs up the phone. So I drove to River Falls, got there on Friday, 
stayed in jail Friday night, all day Saturday, and Sunday at 1 o'clock when they were pulling out of town. They picked me up with a truck and trailer off to Abbeville, Kansas. I was so I wanted to punch my dad directly in the face. <laughs> and, and the worst part was so. Well, what do you expect? We get in the truck. That's five hundred dollars. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm not going to talk to this sunbuck. And he re- he looks right over and smiles and goes, "Well, how was your weekend?" <laughs> oh, the only good thing about being in jail in River Falls, Wisconsin, is. Uh, every couple hours, there's somebody that would be thrown in there that I knew. So by the time Sunday came, I knew quite a few people. Um, <laughs> You're hanging out. And and, and uh, on a side note, I will tell you this. You remember those Schwann's man? Remember the Schwann's man? Oh, of course. Oh, the orange push-ups? Uh, well, oh. yeah, those were good, too. But they had Schwann's, those mini pizzas. That's what they served us in jail in River Falls. So that was pretty cool. I mean... <laughs> That's so, nice. So the old Bronxers left me hanging on the old jail duty a couple times. But when Haley got in trouble for partying or doing something in Topeka, Kansas years ago, he bailed her out like within 20 minutes. Actually, I don't surprised. know if I like my dad. The more I talk about it, <laughs> maybe I don't love my dad as much. But Well, let's take a little break and come back and talk about mustard on your nuts. Perfect. Well, I woke up Sunday morning with no way to hold my head. That didn't hurt. And the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one more for dessert. Then I fumbled in my closet, threw my clothes and found my cleanest dirty shirt. Really? Bad boys, what you want, what you want, what you gonna do? I'm not gonna sing. When Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Not call Bronk, cause he won't come get you. Not call Bronk. That's <laughs> true. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Not call Bronk. Isn't this a song you play for John Payne when he tries to get the the Mustangs on top of the trailer? No. That's money for nothing. No, I think this is played it's in the bad in the, to the bone. Oh my god. You live by John Payne. How do oh, you not I, know? No, it's with the, the Longhorns. When you enter the realm of the Longhorn, you gotta be bad to the bone. I love John Payne. John Payne loves margaritas. Yeah, he does. He single-handedly changed the rodeo. John Payne has single-handedly sold more tickets than any other contract personnel act in the history of professional rodeo. On the day I was born, we should have John Payne on Oh, my God. Why didn't we do that at Prescott? God, we're such idiots. Coming up on a future rump chat, the one-armed bandit. Hey, boys, how you doing? <laughs> I'll tell you a story that was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I do that I always. He'll be, I've seen him in the hospitality, you know, plate of food, you know, and I'm like, John, you need a hand? Yeah, yeah. Can you spare one? <laughs> As Talma would say, here's John Payne. When he was young, he was killed. God wasn't ready for him. The devil couldn't handle him, so they sent him back to Earth. And we're back to Earth. Rump chat. 
it's show done. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Bob. All right. So, okay, uh, can you explain mustard nuts for me? Because um, I've kind of heard, I've he- I've heard somewhat of this story in the past, but I've never. Uh, and you said you wanted to talk about it, so I'm I'm anxious to hear what uh, how you get mustard. How do you get mustard nuts, Rump? These punk ass kids at the Cody Night Rodeo when when I was working for Maury Tate from Mo Better Rodeo Company at the Night Rodeo. Uh, not a lot of people understand this concept. The Cody Night Rodeo is June 1st through August 31st. Every day. Every day. Not like on the weekends or not like on Sundays, Monday through Sunday. 90 performances about. So um, I was up there for the summer and these kids were terrible kids. Like, was that your summer run? No, I didn't. No, it wasn't. But these, there's just punk-ass kids everywhere. Like, during the day at the Cody Night Rodeo, like, people that come up there and stay, like, they ride their horses in the arena. And, you know, some people bring cattle and they practice. And so there's always people around there. So I'm working. Well, there's, um, you know, it gets hot during Cody in the summer. But there's, like, right by the bucking chutes, there's, like, this awesome bathroom. And it's, like, air-conditioned. It's not a porta potty and Or someone else's trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a great place to, uh, to you know... Yeah, do your down, business. Get over the water for a minute. Take the yeah, never yeah. Mind. I'm not gonna. So say yeah, go ahead. These kids, um, it was right by the concession stand, so they would leave the uh, condiments out uh, in the evening, and um, so these kids would take these mustard packets and fold them in half, and then they would stick them underneath the toilet seat. So this is a porcelain <laughs> toilet, and I had a tradition uh, about one. I was pretty regular back then. About one thirty, I would go. Uh, to hide from everybody, and I would go uh, take a, a dump in that beautiful bathroom and just get away from the world for a little bit, and everybody knew it. So these kids took four packets of mustard and put underneath the seat. So here's what a lot of people understand. When you fold those over, okay, so you've halved a mustard packet. When the weight of your body between the toilet seat yeah. and the porcelain... A lot of pressure. On pressurizes plastic. those mustards they projectile shoot in and they cover um, your nuts yeah. uh, with mustard uh-huh. so that they're in for mustard so, nuts uh, so I, I sat down it. and I'm like oh gross whatever <laughs> and so I walk outside and there's these kids and they're like ha 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 I'm like oh you rascals like at first I didn't care a um, couple days later it happened again I'm like okay mm-hmm. Not cool, so I got side, and they're like, mustard nuts, mustard nuts. I'm like, kids, I'm like, quit calling me mustard nuts. And these are like nine and ten-year-olds, <laughs> a bunch of them. And um, I was like, seriously, that's it was funny, and, you know, I'm all for jokes, but, uh, you know, let's not put mustard packets uh, in there anymore. So about the fourth or fifth time I go in there, I go into the stall where I always went. I looked, mustard packets. I'm like, screw it. So I went to the other stall. I didn't check. Sat down. They had uh, double mustard packed the toilets. Oh, they 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 and anticipated I, the the change up. I sat down and <laughs> mustard nuts. And mm. I got side, and they're like, "How are you, mustard nuts?" I'm like, "Damn you, kids!" So I was wanting to catch one and like scare the crap out of them. And um, uh, this little kid named Sam, I I tried to run him down, and because right when the when the mustard. Um, hit my nuts <laughs> you know I mean, 
No matter how it's, many times, it, it'll surprise you. It's a little you. shocking, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I have my pants halfway up, and I'm trying to chase him in the parking lot, and I'm running, like, full speed, and he throws, like, a Western Rakowski fake on me, and I slip and fall and land on my back. So there I lay in the parking lot of the Cody Knight Rodeo on my back and on the rock, so I'm skint up. My nuts are covered in mustard, and I'm being mocked by a herd of 10-year-old boys. So that <laughs> so was kind of a... Your- wasn't the finest moment. That's kind Rome. of a low point. That I guess what I'm saying is, if you're listening to this, and I I don't get serious often, but right, let's get serious. I, I want to get serious for a minute. Everybody out there that's listening, yeah. Next time that you think about folding, uh, <laughs> next time before you fold some mustard packets and put underneath a toilet seat, remember. But that mustard that's about to get shot on someone's nuts could feed a child. <laughs> and for 35 cents a day, if you send to rumpchat.com, we will go out of our way to make sure that no one has to try to take a dump and end up with mustard nuts. <laughs> you know? Yeah, not exactly. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You don't even have to have big balls because that mustard will shoot. You know what I'm saying? Big balls in Cowtown will all go down. Oh, George Strait. Big balls in Cowtown will dance around. Speaking of Cody. Yeah. Speaking of Cody Night Rodeo and the man who ran it, uh, Maury Tate. Yeah. Is uh, and uh, stories of the law, yeah, the law abiding citizen. I, I do recall a story of uh, uh, something about a runaway truck. Oh, yes. So, um, I went to work for Maury in 05, and um, he didn't really have any equipment. We had like a he had a truck and gooseneck, and so in 06, I was like, we got to get a semi. We have got to get a semi. I wasn't clowning. I was just working. I was going to get a CDL and drive it. So he decides he's going to buy a semi. He buys it from um, this technical college um, down by Lawton. It's a 1993 377 Peterbilt that had a 60 series Detroit engine with a 9-speed. A... Toyota Prius has more power than this semi. What a hunk of shit. It was. Here's the problem. It looked nice. It was red. Um, I got a uh, sticker on the door that said Rump Shaker. And uh, for the trailer, it was a piece of crap. It was like a 1983 50-foot Merritt converted hog trailer. So it was a straight deck, but it it was like 13.6 tall. And I bought bumper stickers for the trailer. Uh, one bumper sticker said, show me your Hooters, of course. <laughs> That's a trucker favorite. And the other bumper sticker said, don't tell my folks I'm a trucker. They think I'm a piano player in a whorehouse. Oh, I did. I was a CB talker. Uh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to flag. Yes. Clean, clear to Flagstaff. Yeah, it's a big I, I, I would say stuff like that. We definitely got the front door good, buddy. Looks like we've got us a convoy. I missed...
Well, no, I'm not going to say I miss those days. <laughs> yeah. You could, uh... It was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth hauling hogs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We was heading for Bear on I-10 about a mile out of Shakytown. You ever been to Shakytown? <laughs> Where is Shakytown? I think that's Chicago. Uh, Cause we got a little convoy we never had a convoy. It was me and Tuckness and a piece of crap Peterbilt. Hey, side note. What? The guy who, uh, this is C.W. McCall, but the guy who, like, I think put this song together uh, is is the lead guy, uh, what's his name, for Mannheim Steamroller. Really? The Christmas music? I'll be damned. Another yeah. side note. Uh, my other favorite trucking song is from Dave Dudley, Freightliner Chip. Fever. Chip something. Do you remember Freightliner Fever? Oh, hey, boy, man. what you got in that cigarette pack? I said, that's my second driver, and he's going to drive it all the way back. <laughs> it's a big black pill so long and round to a trucker. It's a West Coast turnaround. It's for the fever. Oh, that Freightliner fever. I had the Freightliner fever back in the early 2000s, big time. Like, hmm. I even had, like, the Naked Lady calendar that every truck driver you has. You were a true trucker. Like, the Snap-on. Um, remember the Snap-on tools? They would give you the naked lady calendar, and you'd stick it to your dash. So I had all this in this Pete, and like on I said, this piece of junk. It looked nice when we first got it. I was telling Tuck, I was like, "Dude, this is it." it said Rump Shaker on the door, and it was, it looked great, but it was just, yeah, hunk oh shit. And Maury will even tell you it was because I saw him in Spanish Fork, Utah last week, and <laughs> we were actually talking about this. Uh, he actually brought it up. We were talking about stuff, you know, something we needed to talk about on the show. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he was talking about how much of a piece of junk this truck is. That was all precursor into well, the story of what happens. Well, I'm going to tell Go. you one more thing about the truck. The truck's name was the Strawberry Love Bucket. Okay? Okay. Because I was driving to Cody, and I picked up this hippie-looking dude uh, in Chugwater, Wyoming, this hitchhiker and um, the cigarette lighter in the front didn't work to charge your phone, but the one in the sleeper did. So my cell phone was in the sleeper and I'm driving from Apache to Cody, which is conveniently located about 1100 miles apart. And this semi was such a piece of crap. So my phone rings and the hitchhiker answers and it's Maury. <laughs> and so the guy, I don't even know he answered the phone. He tells Maury, uh, Maury goes, hey, uh, is Justin around? He's like, yeah, he's driving. Maury said, who's this? And he goes, well, my name is Arthur, but the ladies call me the Strawberry Love Bucket. <laughs> and then he handed me the phone, and Maury got all pissed and was like, quit picking up hitchhikers. They're going to kill you. On a side note, I've yet to be killed by a hitchhiker, so Knock on wood. It. Knock on wood. No, Ashley doesn't let me pick up hitchhikers anymore. But So this semi... All year, like the first trip, I got stopped in Fort Collins and at the port of entry and uh, got $3,200 in fines for air brakes, um, the slack adjusters, air leaking in the trailer, uh, $1,000 in Colorado for exhaust leak because uh, it was rotted out underneath where the pipes were. And uh, Also got fined for not having a log book. I didn't know what that was. Tuckness, uh, Dusty Tuckness, world champion bullfighter, uh, back when you know he'd ride with me when he was just getting started. Uh, he was supposed to fill out the logbook, and he wrote co-driver Dusty Tuckness 
because he was. I mean, he never drove, but he's like the rider. You guys thought it was just a joke. Yeah. Turns out the Department of Transportation doesn't joke. So we, no. we rock this semi, and it breaks down all the time. And at the at, I told Maury, I'm like, we've got to get this piece of shit fixed. Like, and he's like, oh, you know, uh, if, we, if we just get through till, you know, years over, you know. All right. So the night rodeo's over, and we're packing up to go back to Oklahoma. Everybody is kind of done. And so I take everything out of the semi. Like, I have nothing in there. There's no sheets. There's nothing. And I take everything to um, the wash and fold. And so Maury wants me to go to Moorcroft, Wyoming, to drop off uh, all of our steers. Moorcroft, Wyoming, home of Chansey Williams. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. And I do believe that's the home of the Birch Boys. Uh, well, yes, yeah, it it's, is. it's right over it there. It is. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the towns that their land <laughs> bumps yeah. up against that Montana and, and Southern Canada. But, but how but, cool is that? Birches and, uh, Chance Williams. Well, Moorcroft's the size of this trailer. Yeah. But you know how you got to get to Moorcroft? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get to. You don't just go to Moorcroft, Wyoming. So, um, Maury wants me to take these steers there. So, like, all right. So I have on, and it's it's uh, fall in Wyoming, so it's starting to get cold. But I'm like, all, all I gotta do is go over there, drop these steers off, and come back, right? So I have a pair of shorts on, uh, no underwear for some reason. And, Imagine that, and you, a t-shirt. Anyway, but I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna run over there, no big deal. Uh, I take off in the love bucket, and instead of going up through Billings, which would have been smart, I looked at the map. I'm a flatlander, okay. I'm not thinking about a little thing called grades, okay? Yeah. So I'm going to drive across Tinsleep, Wyoming, through this pass and just come out in Buffalo. It's going to be a lot quicker, I thought. So I get to the top. You know, it says uh, 6 7% grade, whatever. So I'm going slow. Got the old Jake brake just rattling hedge there, going down (laughs) the side of the mountain there. And... Uh, everything's going good. I'm going like 30, probably 32. And it's just, ah, you know, we're just rocking that stock down the hill. All of a sudden, rocking there's this stock. Boom. Like, what in the hell? The drive shaft fell off. Oh. Yeah. So it went. Shitsky. The drive shaft goes off. And so then there's absolutely no down, you know, downshift power. When it goes between the wheels where it fell off, it tears all the airlines. So no brakes. No brakes. And so I'm going, at this point, 30, 32 mile an hour. And I push the brakes to the floor, and it just stayed right there on the floor, just like (laughs) stepping on a plum. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. So at this point, Uh, I'm I'm thinking. Your nuts had to be up in your throat. I seriously thought I need to jump out before, (laughs) before I get going too fast. So I open the door, and I'm like, up, mm, boy. By this time, uh, we're probably going about 40, okay? And uh, I'm like, this, okay, I'm just going to ride this out. I'll, I'll be able to get down the hill well. There's there's some curves, okay? So I see the sign that said, runaway truck ramp, a mile and a half. And I'm like, oh, no. Well, about half a mile later, going about 60. And I'm like, I'm going to have to take this ramp. Like, 
just gonna have to. And uh, going down the hill, I had one of those uh, satellite radios that plugged into the cassette. For some reason, and I'll never forget this, I'm going down this hill with no underwear on, and <laughs> I'm starting to cry because I'm like, <laughs> I, I seriously was. I was like, I can't believe this is how it's gonna end. Like going off the side of this mountain. And I'm trying to put my seatbelt on, and, um, you know, because... <laughs> you didn't have it on before. No. <laughs> Safety third. Safety third. So I'm going, I'm like, oh, shit. And for some reason, uh, Justin Timberlake, sexy back, was playing. I'm like, no, I'm not dying to this. And I switched the channel, and I swear to you. Oh, oh. That makes me cringe. Does it bring back memories? It, this, this is just like, this hit about 70 mile an hour. Uh, no, the jank brake wouldn't work because without a drive shaft, oh, there's nothing to... Yeah. So, and I'm like, oh, crap. So I switched it and uh, no shit. Uh, Highway to Hell came on, which actually was comforting because I did not want to die to... Like, I didn't want them to find a flipped over semi and then there's me with my pair of shorts, a t-shirt, no underwear, and flip flops. Oh, I swear. <laughs> so, do you think that was God talking to you? No, I think it was just it was just rock and roll. I think God knew that I was comforted by rock and roll. Because I was on a not to hell like the place, but in my own hell of going down the side of a mountain with no trucking brakes. Trucking. So, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh god." And I hit this running ramp going 80 ish it, it, if you've ever drove a 377 peterbilt the speedometer stops at 80 so you could have been going faster i don't yeah so, so i hit, hit it, it and i mean it stopped like it tore everything yeah. apart because it's just like what three four feet of just well not four, like you know two three feet sand of and rock sand and just loose just sink gravel and it, to stop you i mean yeah. it does its job well, but it tears everything up. Oh, it did, it ripped the tanks back. I mean, just it demolished it, but it never like you don't swerve when you hit it. Like they're built pretty cool as yeah. far as that goes. So I hit this and I get out and I am shaking like a leaf and I'm like crying but kind of not, kind of like weeping. I'm like <laughs> So I call Ashley. I'm like I just <laughs> this runaway rap. And she's like, What are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know You know, and she can understand it. And like, this is the craziest thing. So it wasn't even like, I was barely out of the truck when a Wyoming state trooper is behind. And he's like, I'll bet you're real proud of yourself. I'm like, I'm sorry. But you know, I think I did it on purpose. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, this guy was just like, Oh. I guess you didn't see that sign that says use your brakes. I'm like, there wasn't no brakes. Well, so they have to. Uh, turns out it's like $2,500 to get towed out. Ooh. So we get towed out, and they and the steers were all fine, believe it or not. Uh, so they, they tow me into Buffalo, uh, Wyoming, to the cell barn, and we unload the steers. And um, they take the truck off and whatever. And, and so I wait there a couple days and they they find me like a lot find me you yeah because you were driving and uh i was making uh, about three dollars and nine cents an hour um <laughs> if you if you cut up my paycheck weekly it was yeah three dollars 
$3.09 an hour is what I was making uh, back then. And uh, that's that's true. I mean, I'm not talking bad. It's just the way it happened. And so I don't, you know, like three days later, um, they come and pick me up. I stayed at Motel 6. Didn't have anything to change into. Yeah, so what were you wearing? What was your outfit? I had a pair of Nike shorts and a real screen video t-shirt. <laughs> and that was it. And it was cold. Surprise, surprise. And I had no, that's before Uber and all that. So like, it's like a mile and a half to the Wendy's. So I'd have to put my hands in my shirt and uh, walk to get something to eat. And finally they said, hey, this truck's screwed. So they came and picked me up. And so I took the uh, tickets back to my boss and More said, here you go. Okay. Now that was in 2006. Fast forward to 2008. I am writing uh, my brother-in-law, Chad Van Hoosen. Uh, he's a cool dude. He's a police officer in Ponca City. You know, we got... Uh, Ashley's dad was uh, retired from the police department. Yep. And then he served 12 years as K County Sheriff. So, uh, And then Chad, Chad's been a policeman. This will be his 20th year. Wow. And uh, he's been... A, he's a lieutenant. Like, he's, he's up there. That's good. Yeah. Chad's a good dude. So, we're, uh, I was kind of been fascinated with, uh, you know riding in the front of police cars and not the back. And so Chad, he, he's like, Hey, you want to come on patrol? I'm like, hell yeah. Heck yeah. Right along. So I I've get, done that. I get a black cowboy hat, black jeans. Uh, I get this. <laughs> yeah, did you have some black stranglers? Uh, no, I, I was, I was in cinch jeans still back then. Yes. Cause I, that's the brand that matters. Yes. Lead don't follow. So I got, I'm blacked out and ever in his uh, coat closet, he had an old K County sheriff's, uh, one of those like vinyl coats, you know, the, the real shiny ones, you know, like from the eighties. So I got one of those. So I'm, I look like dog, the bounty hunter, <laughs> because what I wanted to do is when we pulled people over, I wanted to walk to the passenger sides with my arms crossed and just shake my head. Like you bastard, you, you, you break the law. Oh, you, dirty. Yeah. But Chad, uh, the first person we pulled over, Chad's like, dude, you got to stay in the car, man. <laughs> you know, I'm like, crap. So I'm sitting there while I'm watching him, and so he's got this laptop. So when he would get a um, a driver's license, he would come back and swipe the, the license like a credit card. And then if you had any outstanding warrants or uh, anything like that, like it would show your face on the screen, right? Yep, yep. So I ride for two hours, and I'm bored, dude. Like It wasn't much fun as I thought. So Chad, he's up there. Uh, with this guy, so I pull out my driver's license. I think I'm just gonna swipe this card, or swipe my license, just to see what happens. And I swiped it, and on his video screen, beep 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 beep, it's my face. <laughs> I have a warrant for my arrest in the state of Wyoming in Colorado. Oh, uh, because whoopsie. I guess someone with Mobeta Upper Management forgot to pay the tickets. Uh. Well, so all those uh, fines were going to Cody. And I had already moved back to Oklahoma. Juicer. So all of my, all of my, you know, the summons to appear in court and this and that, I wasn't getting any of those deals. So I'm like, oh crap, because it says warrant, and there's my face on the laptop. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. So I tried old school, you know, control alt delete. Control alt delete. Yep. Like that. That saved everything for me in high school. Control alt delete. So I'm hitting it. 
New computers, you can't control all the. Well, you can, just not in a, a police cruiser. It's, yeah. And not <laughs> so I'm like, oh, crap. So I shut the, the laptop, <laughs> you know, because that's what you do. Because <laughs> he'll never see it. So he comes back. He's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, nothing. He goes, why, why is this shut? I'm like, oh, it fell shut. <laughs> <laughs> so he opens back up. He's like, oh, wow. He's like, you're in trouble. I'm like, can I stay in the front? <laughs> <laughs> so it took, um, he didn't arrest me, however. Um, Maury finally paid the tickets, and it took the sheriff of K County, a couple of his friends, our friend from the Highway Patrol, and uh, two lieutenants <sighs> on the Ponk City Police Department, and uh, about $6,000, and a month and a half later, <laughs> guess who was driving again? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but... I did not get arrested for that one, but I'm gonna tell you what. That I, I still I have like a what's it called when you're wake up scared to death still? Like a post uh traumatic Yeah. Like I'll wake up in the middle of the night trying to hit the brake. PTSD. I I swear to you. And like even um driving to Eagle the other day, I look like Ashley, you're up because I get like the chills when I see like six percent grades, I'm like, ugh. Because that sucked. Next time you think you're having a shitty day, think at least you're not in a piece of shit. Peterbilt going 80 mile an hour with a load of steers down the side of a mountain. That's uh, scary. Yeah. I, I, that, I would freak out. Oh. <laughs> oh. I love She's this a song. Well, my, uh, my morning juice, sir. Is empty, so okay. I think we need to get my wife, Our who's sitting over here, Whitney. 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 Oh my God, Whitney. Oh my God, to make us another juicer. Good. It's morning juice. It's alcohol free. It's got vitamins and Tito's. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I just said morning juice. Here we go. Oh, it's the afternoon. It's actually after. Yeah. But we're having so much fun on Rump Chat. All right, we'll be right back. Back for one more. Let's go. This is a good song. Deadheads out there. Old truck. Grateful Dead. Old Stephen Kenoki just kicking that KW down the old highway right now. <laughs> just trucking like the doodah, man. Throwing clubs. Throwing clubs. You love to sit the seat on the floor, barely see over the dash. I don't know how anybody, them old boo hollers. I don't know how you guys do it. You're not supposed to see the front of a Peterbilt. If it gets, if I can't see, it's. What is it? If I can't see you, if I didn't see the wreck, it didn't happen. (laughs) You got to sit that seat down and 
kicked them tires and light them fires. You got a lot of good Cody Wyoming stuff, and and we'll get into more of that uh, later. There's a lot of Cody Wyoming. A lot of anxiety comes from those stories. Uh, a lot. I mean, we we we've, we've hit on jail. We've hit on trucking. Well, the first year, uh, not this is not really a jail story, but could have been. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, when I got home from, I went to. Uh, things were rough for me. After college, um, I didn't really know my place in life. Yeah. Uh, I, I was steerhousing really good when I blew out my knee in 04. And my right knee, not my left knee, or my high knee, as <laughs> some rodeo clowns would say. But um, stupid. So I was like, I don't know, you know, just didn't know what to do, didn't know where to go, didn't have a lot. So after I got done in Cody the first time, uh, I had a girlfriend, and um, she dumped me, and so I got back to Kansas. So she dumped the rump. Yeah, yeah. Which, Ouch. which is all good. Yeah, I mean it's it's fine now. What's her name? Do you want to get uh, Do you want to get back at her right now? Nope. Why is uh, that? Just it doesn't matter because I'm I'm so happy. Like I seriously have the best wife in the world. You and me both. Oh, and I'm not just saying that. I mean it. Great women, but. Yes. I'm lying alone in the back of a Peterbilt, half naked, wishing I had drinks. When my life seems so low. How can you not want to Didn't you cry? make a mixtape? Is this the girl you made a no. mixtape for? No. And you put this on there, and then you cranked it up, and you just cried? I can, I can cry right now. Watch this. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. <laughs> Maybe I can't. Even if you've never had your heart... Did you think that was going to get her back by putting air supplies all out of love? Yeah. Boy, were you wrong. It don't matter. I don't want to get into those details. <laughs> okay, sorry. Air supply kicks ass. I don't care what you say. No, they're great. Uh, name five air supply songs, then, if they're so great, Hambone. Uh, all out of love. One. The one that you love. Even the nights are better. Oh. Sweet dreams. And uh, probably my favorite, every woman in the world. Damn you! That's good. Good lo- for you. Thank you. I'm a but, big Aris no. It wasn't this fan. chick, but it, it, it doesn't matter. But I got back to um, so I get done in Cody. Um, I have no house. Uh, I have no money really. I have nowhere to go. I'm out of college, and things just weren't going real good for me. And so. I'm just hanging out in Abbeville, uh, living in my Capri camper in my dad's yard. Um, and just living the dream. Just trying to figure out what to do. Living the nightmare, chasing the dream. Oh, yeah. And I was bummed. Like, I was down in the dumps bad. Like, just trying to figure out my next move. In the meantime, uh, I was just drinking beer. And there's a horrible bar uh, that out in the country that we used to go to, like, every night. And... It was just awesome. Like, it had cheeseburgers. And why, why didn't I, I? I did Pretty Prairie a couple times. I wish I'd have known about this. Why didn't we go? Arlington Bar. It's not open anymore. Uh, That's the bar where I got beat up on crutches when my little brother, who was not even supposed to be in there, he's like, that guy says one more thing. Hit him with your crutch. There's no way he's going to punch somebody on crutches. Boy, was he wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> turns out that guy did hit me a lot. And even with my own crutch. But that's a whole other story. So, uh, 
me and, and JV and uh, Ty, because even Ty was like 16 at the time or something. So, I mean, it's like a bar restaurant. Yeah, you know? it's, it's just like here. It's like uptown. Yeah, it's like Whips. It's like the... Yeah, whips or the silver spur. You, I mean, it's it's a bar and grill. Yeah, so we would go there every night. Like we would uh, work at my dad's house, and then because um, my dad was gone, rodeoing and doing stuff. So like Ty and I, he's kind of my DD. We just go in there and get. Uh, I'd get just beard up. And I was listening to a lot of Air Supply and just down. You know, you were down and out. I was. I was terribly down and out. So I'm sitting there one night, and this waitress uh, serving beer. Okay, I want to. Yeah, I want. I want that to be known. She was serving alcoholic beverages, but I was, you know, twenty three or four. You know, I mean, I was old enough. Twenty six. No, 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 no. It was before that. It was oh four, five ish. Okay, is right before. Well over. Well over seventeen, eighteen. It doesn't. Anyhow, so I'm sitting there, and she comes up to me. You know, pretty, pretty good looking old gal. And she says, are you Justin Rumford? I'm like, why, yes, I am. She's like, are you Justin Rumford, the rodeo star? I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> That's me, baby. You gotta be. No. I, I swear to you. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's so cool, you know. And, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so what are you doing later, you know? And she's like, nothing. She's like, I get off work at midnight. She's like, go pick up a 30-pack of beer and let's hang out. I'm like, whoa. Right. Cool. And uh, so I didn't have a view. Well, my truck that the Capri camper on was broke down. No, she was. We got a, a juicer is a hot mom. Juicer is a hot mom. Jerry Dornkamp taught me that. So juicer word juicer. of the day. Juice. Juice one and juicer. two. Anywho. So so we're hanging out, me and my brother, and just drink, like drinking beer. And and so uh, Ty takes me home and I get my dad's pickup, which is all back roads, you know. Uh, one, I don't, you know, wasn't doing anything wrong. I mean, dirt road. And so I go and pick her up and, uh, we drink some beer and like, look at the stars and hang out and she's cool chick. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. You know? So, uh, for the next couple nights, I just go to this bar and I hang out and, uh, like we just visit and talk and, and <laughs> don't play. No, not again. Damn it. I wish this song didn't make sense for this story, but <laughs> this is actually God, it. I hate. I wish this song would. I was chilling. God, delete after this rump chat. Delete that, please. All right. So I can do that. I'm like, man, you know, this is pretty cool. I'm like, this chick likes me, and you know, maybe things are about to turn up for the old rump. So then she says, hey, what are you doing on, on Friday night? I'm like, oh, you know, nothing. She's like, hey, come to, uh, you want to go to a, a fall concert? I'm like, yeah, it'd be badass, you know? She's like, okay, uh, pick me up here, and uh, we'll see you then. So I'm like, damn. I'm like slapping myself in the back. I'm like, you're back, rump. That's right. You know, you're down I'm and out. Man. But you're back. You're going to have a, this cool chick to take on a date, and like maybe things are going to turn around for you. And so I'm gonna ha- we're going to have to... F- we're gonna have to Facebook creep this chick after. I'm not telling you. We, we, yeah, we. I mean, we don't have to do it on the show. No, yeah. But after, I, I've got to lay. I got to get eyes on these. So, uh, <laughs> so she calls me and she's like, "Hey, come on over." I'm, All right. So, I drive over to uh, her house and uh, get there, and it's a big, big, nice house. It's not a uh, single 
lady uh, house. It's big. Yeah. It's like a white, beautiful farmhouse with a uh, ravishing front porch. I'm like, uh, okay, maybe this is, uh, who knows? So I knock on the door, and her dad answers the door. And he's dressed really nice. And so was I. And I, you know me, I don't... Oh, yeah, because you were going out, right? Yeah. You were you were going to take it to the Apple, uh, Applebee's in, in Wichita. We were going to or a Hutch. We were going to a fall concert. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, how are you? Uh, you must be Justin. Come on in." I'm like, "All right, you know." And her mom's like, "How are you? I am the mom. It's so good <laughs> to meet you. I've heard about you." And then here come her nine year old brother, and he's like, "Who are you? Are you so and so's boyfriend?" I'm like, "Uh, wow." And so I sit down, like, like June and uh, Cleaver style. Like, I'm just sitting there, and, like, uh, everybody's dressed up really nice. And so I'm like, what? Uh, what's happening here? I didn't know. Now, I was 24, <laughs> 5, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> You're so I'm like, on. what? Okay, so then so the mom's like, so, Justin, what do you do? Like, what? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm kind of. Uh, in between business opportunities right now. Um, yeah, but okay, here's the thing. You know what? Go ahead and finish it because I have, I, I have a, you know, let me get into it right now. Okay. It, Abbeville is about what? 400 people, <laughs> 200, about 150. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. How every, like around here, everybody knows everybody. Sydney's got a thousand people in it. Yeah. So how did these people not know who you were? Well, because when I left uh, in 99, after I, gra- I I left on Sunday after I graduated and didn't come home for like two years. Okay, so you, you were, you were. So this is like yeah, seven, still. this is like six or seven years later. I mean, I was just gone. Gotcha. But like all around, the, like there's Abbeville, there's Arlington, there's Pretty Prairie, there's Partridge, there's Sylvia. This is all within like a small area. There's Plevna. So there's little bitty towns. Okay. Uh, every, you know, so... All right, all right. Okay. They, they, they didn't know me. The point is, that's what I'm saying, is it's hard. Most small communities, even people know people. Yeah. Anyway. Well, these people moved uh, moved to Abbeville. So gotcha. Like, they were lifers. 10-4. So you're so, in the house. So I'm sitting there with her parents and her little brother, and I'm like uh, having a, a cup of hot chocolate. Um, <laughs> and, a nice tea or lemonade. And then all of a sudden I look and... Like, you know, in the movies, when you see uh, the hot chick walking down the stairs, you know, like, they're like, oh, look, she's ready. And I look up and this, this pretty hot chick, she comes walking down the stairs. This is perfect background. And I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, oh, sweet. Schmiergen. <laughs> juicer. <laughs> Was her mom a juicer? Yes. Technically, yes. So uh, she comes down. I'm like, oh, cool. You're ready. And she's like, hi, are you ready? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, let's go. And and then mom and dad are like, yep, let's go. I'm like, oh, so we're all going. So uh, <laughs> the mom and dad get in the front of their PT Cruiser. <laughs> PT Cruiser. <laughs> P- you know the PT Cruiser? Oh, yes. Those were hot. So I get in, they're like, just get on in, Justin. So uh, in the back seat is me and her and her nine-year-old brother in the back of this PT Cruiser. And she, like, tries to hold my hand. And little brother's like, she's holding hands. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, where in the hell are we going? So 
I, t- I said, hey, where are we going? She's like, to the fall concert. I'm like, all right. Uh, guess we're all going. Okay. So we start driving them, and we're heading towards Fairfield High School. <laughs> Which is the high school you graduated from. Yes, that I had not been to since the day they said, Justin Charles Rumford. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, maybe we're going to Pratt. Like, uh. drive to Fairfield High School. I'm like, oh, crap. We go walking in there, and uh, like I said, I, I haven't seen anybody or talked to anybody from Fairfield High School. Like, I had a lot of friends that were friends, and the teachers were cool, but, I mean, split city. Like it was, You were gone. I was ready to be. Well, so I walk in there, and uh, she goes, okay, we'll see you in a little bit. I go, where are you going? She's like, this is our fall concert for the high school. I'm like, are you teaching? So she... W- she was in high school. No. <laughs> Which blew my mind because she was serving beer. I thought you had to be 20. Well, probably you 18. do. To serve I beer? In Iowa, it was 18. So she just takes off. So there I am with her mom and dad and her little brother standing in the hall of Fairfield High School. And all these people were coming to me like, Justin? Justin Rumford? What are you doing here? Because my brother, see, I'm, Ty, date, I'm dating the soloist in the, in the second song. Ty went to Nickerson, and Haley went to Pretty Prairie. So I was the only Fairfield one of the the three of, of Broncos kids, and they're like, uh, "So what are you doing here?" I'm like, um, "I'm here to uh, to watch the the fall concert." She's like, uh, "This my old one of my old teachers, Miss Under, is like, well, who are you here with?" I'm like, um. Some friends. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm on a date. <laughs> no, you admitted it? Well, I told her. Well, I didn't know what else to say. So there I'm sitting there in the auditorium. <laughs> Fairfield High School. With this chick's family watching um, watching her play the clarinet. And uh, <laughs> so it was the most embarrassing thing ever. And so after it was over, we get back. Well, Oh, this is the worst part. After it's over, we had to go to the gym for, you know, like that generic, um, those cookies that they serve at after high school functions and like the terrible red punch that's served at like every, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the fruit punch that's watered down. I was like, can I have the keys to the PT cruiser? They're like, well, come in here. We're going to have some snacks. I don't want any snacks. I want to leave. Uh, so they took me home, and uh, I was like, I cannot believe that I was bamboozled into coming on a... Oh, my I'm like, God. why didn't you tell me you are in high school? Like, I don't want to be a, a 30-year-old going to prom, okay? And she's like, well, I thought you knew. Turns out my brother knew the whole damn time and never told me. <laughs> and I, I told us, Ty, why didn't you say anything? Ty. You didn't ask. That's bullshit. And so I told her uh, after it was over, it's like, I can't date you. You're in high school. So even though you're... Like right after? Like, like right after. Like six months later, I'm like, look, the, no. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I knew it. I'm just kidding. It was like the next day I was like, dude, uh, we can't be together because you're 18 and I am not that old yeah yeah she may not have been 18 did you ask you didn't even ask so i didn't i I don't want to know the truth hold on hold on 
Big Bear. We've got to go back. Okay. What do you so, want to know? I, I want to shoot you straight. Okay. Try not to rump the story. Okay. I want to look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. I am. Put down your okay. juice. Sorry. How did you not know you were going to the fall concert? She didn't say. I was thinking fall concert uh, like in Wichita. What did she say? What were her words when she said, hey, let's go. Do you I want to go, go with me to the fall concert? You didn't say where you, you didn't ask. You no. just, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care. What did you? I thought we were gonna uh, go to have like. Have you gotten what to this point? What before the fall concert? Yeah. What had you gotten accomplished with this girl? Nothing. We we're just friends. We we're just hanging out, like drinking beer and telling stories. So, so who was buying the beer? I, well, ooh, red flag. She always made me buy the beer. Because she probably didn't have a fake ID. <laughs> I, I thought it was like a good... So b- there is no heavy petting? No. Hell no. Nothing. No. Right. No. And if uh, any police officers listen, no. <laughs> no. Now, there wasn't, like... It, it was only, like, our fifth date is when we went to the fall concert. So, I mean... Well... It wasn't, like, a... So you ended it though. Yeah, I ended it. And Six months later. No, no, no. I ended it that day. Did you at least go through the Christmas season to get no, a gift or anything? No, no, we didn't. We didn't go to Christmas season. Uh, actually, right after the NFR is when Lacey Dale uh, Coley, uh, Grasha now Lacey Dale Grasha, um, put me and Ashley on a blind date. So. So you went from a seventeen-year-old to your wife. Yep. <laughs> Eighteen <laughs> ass. Eighteen and a half, if you want to be correct. So. So. Anyway. So that happened, and uh, you know everything's good now. And uh, I wish the uh, wish that gal well now uh, in life, and we learn from our mistakes. And uh, oh, are you kidding me? So to wrap up today's episode, winger. To wrap up today's episode, everyone, I think we just can pretty much agree that we learned that you are a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a realist. <laughs> you that, have lied. No. You've cheated. You've dated. I'm not cheated. Underage girl. On accident. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It's all good. This is Rump Chat. Volume number three. Alright, episode I'm three. Clean. We'll see you all very soon. Promise. Another one coming up soon. Later. Any last words? I'm just shooting. Tomorrow or next time, you're telling your truths. I'm not the only crummy bastard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're out of here. See you soon. Peace, bitches. bitches.